Okay. <laughs> I've been dreading this moment. I'm embarrassed. And I don't blame you for rolling your eyes at me right now and never supporting me again. Listen, I know I haven't lost your trust only because I've always been 100% open and honest with you, but I have lost your blind enthusiasm. Now, because I never lied to you when I get excited about something, you trust me and you get excited too and you're all in, but... Uh, you know, you subscribe to a show you've never listened to before. And um, I, I know that I've lost that part of the bond we have. I get it. I completely understand. I've also lost some trust from my wife, too. And I'll get to that in a second. But but here's what happened. I did the Terry James Alive podcast. We all know that's been around for quite a while. And it went well podcasts were in a new thing at the time. And I think we we're all excited. Uh, you know, the podcast covered all my passions. I got to use the skills I had developed doing a radio show. And I got to talk about the other skills I developed at an early age, you know, like knowing how to overcome adversity. I've developed certain strategies and how to make your life better and how to look at things through hopeful eyes. And I basically just wanted to share. It was going well. It was well-received, you know, by the audience. People still really, really liked it, but it made my coworkers extremely uncomfortable, and that took all the fun out of it. I caught a break from that when a radio station in Seattle asked me to turn the podcast into a radio show. And I did that for a couple of years. Then the radio station didn't want to run that kind of programming anymore, and they asked me if I would do news talk for them. I think you know my answer to that. Not interested. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That's not what I want to spend the rest of my life doing, talking about news and politics and shit like that. So I went back to the podcast that had by then lost a lot of steam while trying to reassure once again the coworkers that I wasn't going anywhere, and that included never talking about it in front of them, especially not using the Lexitary Airwaves. Apparently that's frowned upon unless of course you decided to do one yourself. <laughs> oh, so it lost all its magic on many levels to me. So I took a long break, took a long break from it. I later decided to bring something similar, but better. I thought it would be better back to the table, something a little more focused, you know, cause that's what podcast had now become a lot more focused, a lot more specialized. I had a lot of ideas and I narrowed them down to a couple of them. Now, whatever it was going to be, I wanted to do it right though. So I hired some podcast slash content experts to help me sort it all out, you know, to brainstorm the ideas, to develop a real plan of attack. And uh, in our many um, expensive meetings, they came at me with a list of questions as to further focus on what the show was going to be. That was really fun. It was really challenging for me. I got really excited. It felt really good. Finally, this is going to be a thing. I had some people working with me. It was great. However, one of their questions and my answer to it took the show's planning to a whole different direction. And I had no idea this was going on behind the scenes. I had no idea what I said was going to mean anything like that. The question was super simple. Where do you want this show to take you? And I said, one of my dreams is to do motivational talks. 
And I left it right there because realistically, I know I'm not like all the people who do that. I imagine my talks being humorous and raw and a little nasty and definitely for a select crowd, definitely not like the raw, raw, fake, polished self-help gurus out there, you know, making a killing at it. There's a format for what they do and it's legit, but I just can't bring myself to follow it. It's not authentic to me and neither are they. So little did I know that the people that I hired uh, would take that answer and use that as their supreme focus and target for me. I had no idea that that's what they were doing behind the scenes. Meanwhile, my thinking was and always has been that if people like the way I deliver the message, right, those speaking opportunities will organically manifest into my life. And it wasn't even a focus for me. But they decided we should go with my least favorite idea uh, of the two that I brought to them. And that was the Cult of You podcast, which I still, I mean, I like the idea. Obviously, I brought it to them, right? But these people come highly recommended and they're expensive and they supposedly know how the game is played and trusting them would take the show to a whole new level. Now, getting Sherry uh, to agree to spend this kind of money was, was a big thing. Uh, there are many, many discussions about it. And my pitch to her was, uh, this is my passion and I want to do it right. And I need a team who believes in me and, and my message and that this investment would come back to us tenfold. And I was, and she sees me struggle a lot and she decided that, uh, to trust me and this new team. And it was awesome. I mean, I had this new team and a wife who was all in, man, everything and everyone was set to go. The team had mapped out some very clear goals for me. One of them, they said uh, that they agreed that my rags to riches story should be a, a big part of it. And that it gave me all the credibility anyone needs for success in the podcast slash speaking field. And although they didn't care for the title very much, they thought it could work only if people interpret it the way that I had pitched them, that people aren't stupid and they instinctively know that they're the ones in charge of their life. A logo was made, a couple of shows were in the books, it was well received. Then the demand started in. It started coming in from all the people I hired, the experts. The color red that I chose made me look too devilly, you know, with the cult title. So I did what they suggested and I changed it to a not so scary color. I used some profanity on the shows and they said, you know, stay away from that if you want to be taken seriously. What, serious people don't fucking cuss? I think you're more serious when you cuss. Anyway, then there were the talks about the length of the show. Some of them thought it was too long. Some thought they were too short. Further discussions about guest or no guest, doing the show live or recorded, what days to post to post the shows are the best strategic days to post, blah, 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 all this stuff. I couldn't keep these people happy, and I felt like I was doing this show for them and not for you and not for me. The audience was there, but it wasn't growing. And the figures started to point at me because I couldn't come up with the content that they thought the show should be. So I made the decision to, um, to stick my tail between my legs and thank them for their service and for their help, uh, but to stop the show. 
um, telling Sherry was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do in our 30-year marriage. And I'll be honest, I don't know if she will ever be all in on anything that I pitch to her again. And, and who can blame her? I fucked up. Okay? But I still want to be in the game. It's obvious that I'm going to have to do this shit all on my own. So I decided to give the whole thing one last shot. The idea that the hired team did not like was the one that I liked the most, especially when they said that it didn't resemble any of the successful shows in the same field. That caught my attention. To them, that was a negative. To me, that was a positive. My favorite idea I pitched them that they quickly kicked to the curb was a weekly look back at my inspirational thoughts, funny stories with a positive twist, maybe even a quick conversation with somebody I find interesting. I'd record them on video and also for podcast anytime throughout the week that I had one of these feelings or a guest or, or an idea or a joke or whatever it is, I'd place a little sound effect between them so the listener would know that something new was coming their way. I would collect them all week, put them all together, and then post them every Thursday. So guess what? That's what's coming your way. I feel like I have to do this for three reasons. One is to show the experts that they are not fucking experts. Yeah, I cussed. Two, because it was the real idea that I wanted to do. That was my gut telling me this is the one that I wanted to do. And the third and possibly most important reason now is to get my wife to believe in me again. And um, to avoid any further show title problems or color or logo issues... And to take one further jab at the experts who say you need a catchy show title that tells the listener exactly what they're going to get, I decided the Terry James show. Because <laughs> that's what you're going to fucking get. You're going to get the uplifting thoughts, sometimes humorous, sometimes laced with profanity, maybe a guest, maybe answering one of your questions. Who knows? The one thing I will guarantee you, though, is that each show will make you think, it will give you strategies that can help you in your own life. And uh, what I care about the most, it's going to leave you feeling just a little bit better after listening or watching it, okay? And if speaking engagements and books and all that shit come from doing what I love doing, then great. But you know who decides that? Not me. You decide that. You people get to decide that. So please subscribe if you're interested. I get it if you're not. And if I've lost you, I completely understand. And from the bottom of my heart, I apologize for putting you through all this shit. But if you're still here, I really need you to share these. I really need you to review the show and to tell others to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, my reputation with my wife is at stake here and I'm laughing, but I'm not because that's through fucking tears. It's a very, very painful thing for me to, to do. And it's very hard for me to explain without making her look like a meanie or making me look like a bitch. So I'm just gonna just leave it right there. I just can't wait to get going and I can't wait to see what happens. It's success is totally 100% in your hands. I can promise you though, that I'm going to do my best work for you guys in return. And, um, my final promise is to me, 
I promise to never let anyone else be in charge of my vision again. And if you bought a Cult of You t-shirt and you were all in, I love you and I appreciate you more than you know. When I look back at it, I know that the Cult of You is going to be one of the most important things that I've ever done and failed at in my life. But if you bought a shirt and blindly supported me like I talked about at the start of this, just send me a picture of you wearing it and I will send you a brand new Terry James Show shirt for free. Okay? I need to get you to believe in me again as well. So that's what's on your way, guys. And I, I really, uh, I'm just going to do this. And thank you so much for being here and thank you for your support.